Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Amazing Grace. Ephesians 1, verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be to you. We owe everything to God's free grace. Grace in the covenant ordained our adoption. Grace in the Savior effected our redemption, our regeneration, and our exaltation to heirship with Christ. Not because we first loved him did God love us, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Although by our disobedience, we have merited God's displeasure and condemnation, yet he has not forsaken us leaving us to grapple with the power of the enemy. Heavenly angels fight our battles for us, and cooperating with them, we may be victorious over the powers of evil. We should never have learned the meaning of this word grace had we not fallen. God loves the sinless angels who do his service and are obedient to all his commands but he does not give them grace. These heavenly beings know not of grace. They have never needed it, for they have never sinned. Grace is an attribute of God shown to undeserving human beings. We ourselves did not seek after it, but it was sent out in search of us. God rejoices to bestow this grace upon all who hunger for it. Not because we are worthy, but because we are so utterly unworthy. Our need is the qualification which gives us the assurance that we shall receive this gift. God's supply of grace is waiting the demand of every sin-sick soul. It will heal every spiritual disease. By it, hearts may be cleansed from all defilement. It is the gospel remedy for everyone who believes. We may make daily progress in the upward path to holiness, and yet we find still greater heights to be reached. But every stretch of the spiritual muscles, every taxation of heart and brain, brings to light the abundance of the supply of grace essential for us as we advance. The more we contemplate these riches, the more we will come into possession of them, and the more we shall reveal the merits of Christ's sacrifice, the protection of his righteousness, his inexpressible love, the fullness of his wisdom, and his power to present us before the Father without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. We have a path that shineth more and more into the perfect day, don't we, brothers and sisters? So, grace, I love that. Grace, it's an attribute of God shown to undeserving human beings. God rejoices to give it to those who hunger for it. Our need is our qualification. It's the gospel remedy for everyone who believes. I had to repeat those three sentences. They were so good. But the first thing that Jesus said after his resurrection, he came into the upper room and 
uh, the book of John, verse chapter 20, verse 19 says, Peace be unto you. And he had to say it again in verse 21 because I think they were just so in shock that there he was. He had just, the door had been closed. It was locked. But there he was. He had to say it twice. Peace be unto you. I think he, um, he had to repeat it. And then <laughs> he breathed his Holy Spirit on them. That's John 20, verse 22. He breathed on his Holy Spirit and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I had to think about this for a minute. Did you know that when you breathe out, you actually breathe out small living atomic particles? And others may breathe them into their own organism? Forbes.com has an article. And I had read about this in, uh, I think, the Science Magazine many, many, many years ago. Very interesting. I'm only going to quote a small selection from the article. There are more atoms in us than there are stars in the entire universe. And with each year that goes by, you might be surprised to learn that more than 90% of the atoms that were in your body are no longer there. They got broken down, filtered, and excreted. And meanwhile, you breathe in new atoms and your body assembles them into new molecules and cells. The body makes molecules and cells. The body is made up of these atoms that you breathe in. Any given time, your body contains an average of 4 times 10 to the 27th power of hydrogen, 2 times 10 to the 27th power of oxygen molecules, 3 times 10 to the 26th power of carbon molecule or atoms, 8 times 10 to the 25th power of nitrogen atoms. We, we have to ask, now where did they come from? Okay, almost all the oxygen and hydrogen comes from drinking water and breathing air. Carbon and nitrogen comes from our food. So if you want to read the whole article, it's titled, How Many Atoms Do We Have in Common? And it's on Forbes.com. But all this aside, Jesus breathed on them. And he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost actually should have been translated Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not a ghost. <laughs> Is there a slim possibility that breathing in Jesus' breath would affect them in any way? Tell you, we know that Jesus spit healed a blind man. His words have creative power. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. I want to read to you Job chapter 27, verse 3. It describes this. All the while my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. So in the margin in my Bible it says, or the breath which God gave him. So I do not intend to say that the Spirit of God is simply his breath. But here's a question for you. Does God need to breathe to live? Could his breath be something that we don't comprehend? Would this be like a vehicle for his power and influence to be given? So I can't answer those questions, okay? I've simply read that the Spirit in the Godhead in third, is the Godhead in third person, or third person of the Godhead. So a third person is like Jesus saying, and speaking of himself, the Son of Man, or the Comforter, he's speaking of himself, 
comfortable come. So is it possible that this is his power and influence coming when God sends it, when the comforter comes? It's the power and influence of Jesus. So it's Jesus himself or when Jesus breathes it on them. Okay, so you have to decide this. I, I'm not going to tell you what to think about this subject right now. It's tearing the church apart in a big way. Um, some of these things, but we're just going to sort of touch on them a little bit and add to the pool of information and knowledge to think about. So I wanted to uh, read one of Jesus' traits at the end of each one of my morning meditational zenda. This morning, it's Ministry of Healing. The quote that says, Christ gave no stinted service. His love for man led him to welcome every indignity and suffer every abuse. And there's a promise in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 21. Your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. So anything good in us is the work of Jesus' hands. It's his righteousness. His robe of righteousness. Now he is in us and we are in him. And we won't, won't go any further down that road. I could start talking again. I'll leave that for you to think about and research. And let me just close with prayer. Dear Jesus, oh Lord, thank you for your power and influence in our lives. Thank you that you didn't send somebody else, but you came to us yourself. That you are living in us and dwelling us. And by faith, we can believe and you can do that work in our lives to make us righteous. Help us to cooperate with our angels. Help us, Lord, that we want to have that victory over sin. We want to reflect you in the world. I pray for those who are here with me today. Help them, Lord, to listen to your voice as you lead them and guide them on the path of knowledge. According as it's to your will to do so. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you in the morning.